of hosts, the good Lord with the most, the one and only Almighty God. Thank you for joining us as we attempt to restore order to the multiverse. I'm here today with the God Squad. Hey, hey, ha ha, ho ho. <laughs> no, I just got that out of my head yesterday. <laughs> really, yeah, it's been, it's, it's still stuck in my head. Thanks again to Shino Yoho for letting us use that song. You know, a lot of the patrons, they want them to be on the show next. So we're going to have to, I'm going to have to make the big ask. Make a remix you with your voice something, in it. Something new. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then we can work on a theme song and we'll live happily ever after. Okay. Fantastic. If you enjoy the God Pod, then subscribe. The God Pod is available everywhere you get podcasts. And uh, tell your friends how awesome the God Pod is. Okay. Get them to subscribe too. Come on, evangelize for us, please. You know, you could be super annoying about it, but also, you know, super chill, if that makes sense. If you all just tell one friend, our cult will grow exponentially. <laughs> also, you'll gain access to an extra 90 minutes of the God Pod every week by joining our Patreon. Become a heathen today at patreon.com slash the God Pod. Remember, if you write us a review... You know, you can give us five stars or whatever app you're on and then write us a little review. And if you do that, I, the Lord thy God, shall read it on the God Pod. Here's one right now. Nimrod Lover on Apple Podcasts <laughs> says, Five stars, the one true God. I've been listening since this podcast started, and it's easily my favorite. The host, God himself, and his crew, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and of course, Moses, are hilarious. And Kevin Covid is there for tips as well. Great job to the spiritual beings for keeping us humans, some of us anyways, sane. Five out of five, and I'm joining Patreon soon. So, uh, uh, five stars from, what was it, Nimrod? Nimrod who? Nimrod Lover, you got a problem with that? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. That's No, I, it's good. It's good. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> wait a second, though. Nimrod yeah. lover, please don't take Kevin Kovitz's tips too seriously. He's trying to infect you. <laughs> Those tips right. are not good for you. Please. <laughs> right. Right. Well, with no further ado, let's uh, let's get to our guest today. Zach Bornstein is an Emmy Award nominated, Peabody Award winning, and Writers Guild Award winning writer, director, producer, and comedian from Saturday Night Live, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and Alternatino. He hosts and executive produces Comedy Central's My Least Favorite Thing. His writing has appeared in The New Yorker, McSweeney's, Splitsider, and more. He studied neuroscience at Brown University and was a Rhodes Scholar finalist. My God. Yeah, I know. If you're on Twitter, you've seen Zach's brilliant tweets. And we're so excited to have him on the show. Welcome to the God Pod, Zach Bornstein. 
Hey, thanks for having me. That's very nice. Yeah. Zach, how did how did we get you? <laughs> how did we get you on this show? <laughs> I think just sending a, a kind DM or two. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing how far you can get just not being insane. <laughs> Attack the battle. Yeah, I know you're listening to me now. You're like, but you sound insane. I'm just I'm just intense. I'm just intense. That's all. All right. So uh hey Zach, how do you do? I do good. How how do you guys do? Good. Good, yeah. Um, you know, we're chilling in heaven though. We're not down there on earth. Yeah, it's bad down here. Yeah. So we'll get to that. But first, tell us about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Seattle, Washington. Oh, and, cool. Uh, lived there uh, until I was 18 with uh, with the folks and a brother, a couple cats. Mm-hmm. It's a nice place, Seattle. A couple cats, nice. Yeah, that's where Fraser was and Niles. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I read somewhere you said your brother inspired you to get into comedy. Is that right? I mean, I, he's he's very funny. He was a he when he was like fourteen or fifteen. He had a literary mm-hmm. agent. Like he was like wow. The, he was incre- He was like writing novels as like a tween. It was incredible. <laughs> and so I was just always trying to copy him. Of course. And then I was terrible until <laughs> you know maybe after college I started figuring it out a little bit. Right. But he's he's really very good. Cool. Uh, and then he he went into a different field, but he's. He's, Dentistry, I think he's the funniest guy. <laughs> isn't that isn't, isn't that crazy? The funniest people, you know, they're like, nah, comedy's not for me. And then you got hacks like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some funny dentists, I'm sure. Well, wait, what's the brother doing now? <laughs> he's got a much more interesting story than I do because he was at a um, he was at a hedge fund like right out of college, like a very like high powered one of those wow. guys, and then he uh, he got very bad Lyme disease, cool. and he was. Um, he was kind of bedridden for a while and, 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 you know, trying different ways to get over it. And eventually a couple of years later it took, he, uh, he finally cracked it. We're still not exactly sure what it was, but then he, he like grew out his hair. He like converted to Buddhism. He moved to Boulder, Colorado, Wow. started working for a nonprofit. So he had a real interesting 180 and he's just like, he's always just been like the nicest, smartest guy. He just, you know, sometimes going through those, uh, like going through a you know uh, some kind of condition or disease can like rejigger. You're like, oh, that's what's important. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe everyone should become Buddhist. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say everyone should get a disease. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you don't need to get. Okay. Anyway, I've gotten way off course, but um, I think that's really I'm cool. Lick the floors in a COVID ward. We'll, we'll get to, we'll get him on, We'll get him on the show next. Maybe we'll call him later on. Anyway, what did they tell you to believe growing up? My folks. Yeah. Uh, well, I, or grew, the world. I grew up Jewish. You know, I had a bar mitzvah and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Went to Hebrew school, and then it just kind of. You know they're not too uh, not too prescriptive about it now, but my grandparents are from Lithuania, and they were not to be a bummer again, but they were uh, concentration camp survivors. Oh so yeah, where are we going wow. with this? Right. <laughs> so far, I've hit uh, the Holocaust and disease in like what was it three minutes now? <laughs> the most hilarious podcast intro ever. So I think they wanted me to have like you know the Jewish roots and and all that. That's cool. We were so you know. You know, you know, just so you don't lose that stuff. Of course, culturally, but, but are you are you practicing? Do you still do you still believe in me and Moses and well, not Jesus, of course. I don't have a good, clear picture of what I believe right now. It's like it's right. all it's all a little wonky. 
I'm sure there's something right. there. I mean, we don't all, I know that there's most of what's happening. I don't understand. And mm-hmm. so I don't know mm-hmm. what's, uh, are you yeah. headed towards simulation territory? You know, it's interesting. I always I, I always think it's <laughs> dumb, and then you read about it, and then you're like, oh, we're definitely in a simulation. And then I think about it, like, oh, that's dumb. And then you read some other article, and you're like, oh, we're definitely in a simulation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, that's a tough one. Are you guys in, on the, on simulation, t- team simulation? Uh, no comment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know <laughs> the answer. So <laughs> I just, just wanted to see. You know, I think it's fun. To see and you try to figure it out. Um, so that's cool. You know, you're, you're still you're still leaving room for uh, me and Moses in your heart. Not Jesus again. Not you, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's for okay. you guys. I think that you know, just some sort of order, and you know, right, right. Our bosses. Yeah, yeah. Right <laughs> above your pay grade. The higher ups at Universe <laughs> HQ. Right. I'm yeah, just exactly. the galactic manager, the GM. Okay. So, what was it like to work on Jimmy Kimmel Live and SNL? For Kimmel, I mean, that was a that was kind of my first real like TV writing or directing job, and I was I was pretty young at the time. I I started working there when I was twenty four, and it was very nerve wracking because I was you know I was directing people who I you know respected <laughs> and was like pr- still pretty much a child, and uh, I was very nervous because I was on a when I first got there, I was on a trial period where every single Friday I would find out if I was coming back on Monday. Holy shit. And so, and that lasted for four months. So they, I was living in a hotel cause I, I, you know, I was in, in LA, like at the Lowe's hotel, cause they were, cause they were like ready, you know, they had to be ready to cut me at any second. Yeah. Yeah. New York at the time. So I was, uh, wow. So I remember that's that's intense. So they basically run it like NFL training camp. Pretty much. It was like hard knocks for, <laughs> for like, yeah. uh, for comedians. I respect that. I respect that. It's a good process. But it's a, I mean, um, it's a great place. And Jimmy's like the funniest, nicest human. And I worked a lot with Guillermo, right. who's like one of the oh, nicest, yeah. funniest dudes as well. And just the, the is talent he, there of like all the crew. Is he really who he is on TV or is like off camera? No, that is truly like, who he is. He's just like okay. a very goofy <laughs> dude. And he's got the crazy He's got story. a British accent <laughs> off camera. <laughs> no, like, bring was, me some more tea, Zachary. <laughs> he was the actual parking lot security guard. For, and then yeah. when, uh, when oh, like, that's it. all, it's all true. Yeah, he, I love him. He's the best. So cool, cool, cool. And and then you uh you worked there for a while. Yeah, about three years. And then you, you went on to SNL after that. You got yeah. to meet lots of amazing people and do amazing things and well, <laughs> both these places, right? It's is it as amazing as it is in everyone's dreams. It's I went at a particularly insane time because we went right, right before the twenty or I went right before the twenty sixteen election. So it was wow. like, you know, those Kate McKinnon, Alec Baldwin debate sketches and you know, yeah. I was there when I remember seeing when the, you know, the, the Access Hollywood bus tape dropped and we were like, oh, that's the <laughs> end of it. And then you know, obviously it wasn't <laughs> and wow. the night of the election. I was actually in a room with Dave Chappelle when we found out that holy shit, wow. that the election was going the other way. And he said, I told you all motherfuckers, this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And uh, and then at like two three a.m. we had to rewrite the show almost completely from scratch because you know so much of it was based on not all of it but a lot of it was based on Hillary winning because like 
I remember that morning, you know, that was when New York Times and 538 and all those were like, yeah, it's a 100 percent chance Hillary will win. <laughs> right. so, and then it was all the Alec Baldwin stuff and the Melissa McCarthy is Sean Spicer. And it was just like a bonkers time to, to be there. Wow. Yeah. Now, when uh, just to backtrack a, a little bit, when you were on uh, the uh, Jimmy Kimmel was there a point where you thought, okay, I don't have to stay in this hotel weekly anymore. I think I'm going to be here a while. Were you I able remember, to kind of settle down? You're like, you made it, kid. Welcome to the team. Yeah. Uh, it was about four months in. They were like, okay, find a place. Like, oh, wow. good. Which, I was, which was like my favorite email I've ever gotten because it was, they were like, hey, <laughs> go get an apartment. And I was like, okay, cool. I've got at least, you know, two weeks there. <laughs> You were there during 2016 um, and 2017 at SNL mm-hmm. through this craziest time ever. The, the, the world collapsed. You're in the <laughs> same room with Dave Chappelle when you find out. That's just, just it's just amazing. Yeah. I uh, watched a show or a miniseries you did last night for Comedy Central, uh, your least favorite thing. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, I that. was that. fun. Thank you. Man, I had the best time on that. It was, uh, it was, it was for Comedy Central. I was hosting it. And it was pretty much... I interview a celebrity while we're doing their least favorite thing. Which, <laughs> I love I loved it. I love the hook. Brilliant. <laughs> it's very simple, but I think when people are like slightly annoyed, they become very honest and truthful. <laughs> so it was like, you know, you have the comedy of the annoying thing we're doing, but then try to like actually really get to know them. And I think, you know, when people are like, you know, d- doing something they hate, they'll, they'll reveal a little bit more. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Was there one that kind of stuck out? Of all those that you kind of, I remember I was I did one with Sam Richardson, who I've been a, a fan of for years. I love the guy, and he hates yeah. uh, he hates running and like uh, exercising <laughs> stuff. So it's a uh, hilarious answer. <laughs> we brought two treadmills into his house, and we did the whole interview <laughs> while running. And then, wow. and then to even up the ante, we both put on like super stiff raw denim jeans and tried to keep running. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. and we would increase the speed with every question and then <laughs> and then he's in airports a lot so we did a very fun thing where we tried to do, stay on the treadmill with like uh two roller bags and like a phone and a wolfgang puck sandwich <laughs> as if we were walking through a, an airport terminal while still doing the interview and he's he's the best sport that was a that was a very fun one that's great. So you made some great friends, lifelong friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll die together. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's your least favorite thing? I Did mean, currently, I would say fascism. Not a right. fan. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Maybe COVID. Not a fan of COVID. Right, uh, right. Yeah. I mean, I guess those right. aren't exactly solid. like long-term. Those are solid answers. Yeah, those aren't pet peeves, really. Those are oh, they're really tied. <laughs> they're tied for number one. Yeah, yeah. My I, pet peeves are pandemics. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so irksome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sucks because, like, at COVID, at least you feel like there could be an end to it. Fascism? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll come back. Fuck. It's like herpes. It's, it's, it's here. <laughs> it's like 74 million people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, who are some of your favorite people you've met in comedy? I guess you already said Dave Chappelle. That's, that's a huge star. One thing I feel so grateful for is just the, like, I've worked with a lot of, like, my heroes and uh, just so many, like, great writers and, and you know, comedians and directors and just being able to, like, I do a lot of stand-up, so just, like, being in the green room with people is always very fun. Um, and I remember even even at Camel, just, like, the, just, like, the people, just the people who had been working there for, you know, a decade who are just, like, all so nice and so good at their job and just, like, very 
very helpful. I mean, just to say a few names, there's a, a uh, there's three folks I met there who I, I truly love and work, look up to. One is Jeff Loveness, who's a, he's yeah. a writer there. And then now he's, he's like written um, all sorts of graphic novels and for all different shows. And now he's writing the next Ant-Man movie, which is yeah, just bonkers. He's so good. And just like the nicest dude. Um, and then there was a woman named Bess Kalb who was a writer there at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Has the best Twitter, wrote a New York yep. Times bestseller book that got optioned yep. to a movie. She sold a special book. Like, just like incredible just people and so nice. Has the yeah. cutest kid. Um, yeah. Another guy, Bridget I love, Weiner, I love reading those so, tweets too. Yeah. So funny yep. and like. Just like has the the had like offbeat Twitter down before I like before I feel like a lot of people did and just shout outs to the BFFs. I know they're really great. <laughs> they yeah. are. Well, thanks for that. Uh, what's your um? Do you have any in, in pandemic? And do you have any favorite TV shows right now? I Cobra finished, Kai, uh, The Boys. <laughs> I just finished Queen's Gambit, <laughs> which I know a lot of folks are doing. Yeah, uh, and what did uh, you think? Was it as good as the hype? I think it was amazing. I think it looked yeah. like an Oscar movie. I think like every three episodes, there'd be like something that I was like, wait, humans don't do that. That doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> but I think overall it was, it's so hard to make chess look cool and exciting. And they made chess look <laughs> yeah. cool and excited. Cause I, I played chess as a kid and yeah. uh, did like tournaments and like, you know, like those like nerdy. Yeah, you were going to be the next Bobby Fisher. I remember they made a movie about it. <laughs> Finding that was a good movie. I love student. chess movies. <laughs> yeah, they're great. It's hard to make Sometimes. it exciting because it's such a yeah. slow. You've got to have Lawrence game. Fishburne there, and Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah. So I just finished watching The Boys. That was really fun. Yeah, The Boys is it, it's great. It's a great show. Yeah, and Cobra Kai. I've been raving all year. I mean, come on. It's a no? sleeper. I'm hit. the only. I'm out on a limb with this. What's that? It's a sleeper hit. Yeah. It was you like it was, on, a, it was on YouTube, and no one was yeah, watching it. And then I'm it all went, late. Well, now it's like the biggest thing. It's it's wonderful. It is. It is. Karate's yeah, it's back. So um <laughs> <laughs> everybody was coming. So let's review some of the funny tweets you've done just this last week alone, folks. Okay. I don't know how to dig and find the biggest ones of all time, but I just look I just looked over the last week and I I, I think Zach might be like the king of Twitter. <laughs> because it's just killing it. It's all about activity, okay, on the tweets. So um, I don't know if I should read them or you should read them. I, it's awkward to read your own stuff, right? I'll read them. <laughs> so, I agree. Uh, yeah. So November 16, 2020, Zach Bornstein says, I still don't understand how COVID is worse than ever after we've tried everything from pretending it's over to pretending it never happened. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That's that. Would you classify that under acerbic, truthful? Uh, these guys, these guys don't know what acerbic means. Yeah, I mean, it seems acerbic. I don't. I also am not hundred percent sure what it means, but I'll, I'll classify <laughs> it. In there. I'll be honest. I don't know what that shit means either. Um, <laughs> acid tongued. I don't know. It's it's good. Dropping the mic um, because honestly, shit needs to be said. It's it's just crazy how. We're going to talk about this later. They just keep getting sick and nothing ever changes. That's what I don't understand is that, I mean, I know you guys know this, but just the fact that, like, you know, we're approaching World War II levels of death and people are still like, I don't know if this is real. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. yeah. I don't, it's I just like back in March. It. Yeah. yeah. It's like back in March, there were 30,000 cases a day in the U.S. And now there's 150,000. 
and, yeah. and back in March, they shut the country down. Think yeah. about and it. Now, like, like everything's open. Think about it like Heaven's Gate. Remember that? Mm. It's a cult. They all just, you know, or the ones that drank the Kool-Aid. You really do have to think about it like that. Like mm-hmm. they will never believe because that's not their reality. Yeah. And so they are going to die, some of them. And a lot that of sucks. Them, unfortunately. North Dakota and South Dakota right now are like top ten worldwide. Oh right. Compared yeah. to other yeah, countries. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, more than whole country. I mean, we're having a 9-11 every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh. <laughs> just like Jesus. not good. So um, switching gears a bit, let's get to this next. <laughs> <laughs> so far, we've hit all the big things. Disease, Holocaust, yeah. 9-11. Four seasons total landscaping, everybody. Oh. Good transition. Good transition. Zach's, Zach's, uh, Zach's tweet on that says, okay, first of all, before hearing this, prepare yourselves. Got 54,000 retweets, 190,000 likes. That's a lot, folks. I could write jokes for 800 years, and I'd never think of something funnier than Trump booking the Four Seasons for his big presser, and it turning out to be the Four Seasons total landscaping parking lot between a dildo store and a crematorium. It's so, I mean, you look at it and it's like hilarious, but then you go, fuck, that's real. It's so true. It is so true. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I love the way you read these tweets too. It feels like oh, it's you. like you're going out to like a. I picture it like before Twitter existed, you had to like go up to a mic and read your sentences one at a time to people. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. You, really, you got the oomph behind it. It means a lot to me, you know. <laughs> All right, so this next one is so good. Actually, we named an episode recently "Stuck Between a oh, Crematorium yeah. and a Dildo Store," and then I. <laughs> This this follow up that just just a follow up throwaway replies to his own tweet stuck between a cock and a charred place. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Fuck! It rhymed. You can't you can't argue with rhymes. So good. damn good. So damn good. I'm standing clap for that. So uh, thank you. Uh, from a comedy writing standpoint, it's just. Fantastic. I'm literally shaking right now. So (laughs) (laughs) while we're on the subject of that beautiful Saturday, where were you when you first heard Trump had lost? I mean, I was officially, you know, it's so weird because I I guess in it's like feels like he's lost a hundred times now. It's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like the like, what's the thing about paper cuts? Like death by a thousand paper cuts. You're welcome, humans. <laughs> I told you to wait for it. That this was going to be the best smite ever. Because <laughs> pretty much every day except for election night, it's been he's lost. Like election yeah. night, mm-hmm. he seemed like he was up. I was getting very sad and worried. All right. the you know, mm-hmm. all the people who actually knew stuff about data were saying, "Don't worry, Biden's." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you read but, those tweets that were like, "Don't worry, the fleet's on the way." Exactly. And then pretty much every day since then, it's been clear, <laughs> and it's just, it's just nonstop just, orgasming the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he finds a new way to lose every day, which you got to give him oh. credit on the creativity. Now, I think I think it may have up. come from one of your tweets, but my wife and I. We're walking around the house last week, just mumbling "low energy Hitler." I think that's one. Of, I yeah. think that's one of your tweets because now he's just so he's so he's nothing, and every time he speaks, he's just like, uh, you know. Yeah, his oh. first uh, his first press conference after the like right, after right. the loss, he was so he was just like he was his <laughs> hair his hair was suddenly white. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, out of nowhere. 
And then like, I read that tweet. It, I'm not and I doing was like, it anymore. Low energy Hitler. We just started saying it around the house the whole next week. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, it's. I was. It's actually funny because I. I. Uh, I was trying to get out of L.A. So I like rented an Airbnb because I was so worried Escape about like civil LA, unrest right? and stuff oh, wow. during. Because they, you know, there's a lot of people guns who are very upset. And, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. So I. I was like happy I got away for that, but then all the celebrations were happening that Saturday, and I was having some like, uh, you know, FOMO, FOMO about it. But I was like, you know, <laughs> that's, I'd rather not have the one percent chance of getting shot than miss out so, on the yeah. dance party. So, yeah. Yeah, so you no, haven't been back yeah. yet? No, I've been back. I've been back. It's it's not oh, a war zone. I think it's it probably <laughs> won't become one. But yeah, it right. was nice. It was surprising to see that you know how orderly and and good the election was um, after yeah. so much worry and fear. But oh, more importantly, where were you when you first heard about Four Seasons Total Landscape? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just in a living room on the laptop. I mean, it's just and that one just kept growing too because it was like I remember seeing the press conference. And I was like, why are they there? Like, it just seems so like (laughs) maybe they're trying to like, you know, do like, you know, we're just part of the working class. We're doing it anywhere. I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. Maybe it's like, you know, there was just an impromptu rally. But then you start reading into it. And it was just like them, like frantically taping up those signs on the garage door and (laughs) people realizing (laughs) that it wasn't the Four Seasons. uh, Yeah. (laughs) My favorite is that they started doubling down on it. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like, oh, no, so we, good. we we meant to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It was just such a beautiful snowball, too. Yeah, he's out there today. He's, he's doing it again um, yeah. today. So thanks, Rudy. Thanks for all the, the oh, pranks right. on yourself. Yeah, Rudy. Yeah, that, the it. hair dye is melting off of his head. Yeah, he's it's... like dripping hair dye from a He gets head. paid $20,000 a day to do this. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I can't even buy good hair dye. How does that even happen? I think uh, he's, I don't know. They, I mean, just what we, they, their decision making skills are not there. Yeah, no, no they, they've never been right. So, um, you know, you, but Zach has range, right? He doesn't just focus on politics. Trump, 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 Trump. Right? He talks about other stuff too, right? Like th- this one. Once we figure out this whole president thing, we need to go back and check up on all that alien news from 2020 because <laughs> I feel like there were like nine stories. <laughs> confirming that aliens exist and we were just like not now <laughs> here for example no longer this is new york times on july 23rd no longer in shadows pentagon's ufo unit will make some findings public and then they did <laughs> and then just people were just like just wait give us a second yeah. <laughs> hold on kelly and conway's on the tv right now yeah. hold on yeah here new york times on April 28th, the Pentagon released UFO videos, but don't hold your breath for a breakthrough. <laughs> okay, so they did, like, it's just like they were, there was so much, these are like not like crazy conspiracy theories. This yeah. is uh, the New York Times saying crashed UFOs. Well, you know, the, everybody's kind of jealous of how much attention Trump has got. The aliens are no exception. <laughs> I think it's okay. just, it's nice not to have a, you know, you don't want Trump to be the one like greeting them that like you it's, yes <laughs> take us to your leader uh, like, no. fuck um <laughs> so and then uh this is one that really really speaks to me because you know i spent a lot of time in heaven in the palace just sort of watching tv as you know and um not helping so 
This one, <laughs> sorry I couldn't hang out this week. I was trying to type my email address into Apple TV. <laughs> exactly. And if you have an Apple TV, you know exactly what that means because their remotes are some kind of cruel joke. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's a doozy. Although someone in the comments told me you can connect your phone to it and then use the keyboard and it's changed my life. Oh, wow. <gasps> yes, that's what? true. I know. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I'm okay. Innovation. Humans are are an innovative (laughs) species. I learned. Yes. I learned something today. So let's talk about comedy during the Trump era. Uh, This era that you've just lived through. You've all existed through where, where it's at right now, where it might be going. You know, I've read some articles recently that late night shows are excited to not have to talk about Trump all the time and, you know, and just get back to being silly. Um, And that's their job. Um, is this is this comedy brunch? Should should the comedic battle against fascism just be up and abandoned so gleefully because you know the right wing propaganda Borg marches on? Yeah, I mean that's the tricky part. Is that I mean I'm excited to not talk about him, but I yeah it's, it's hard to ignore. You know, seventy million people, seventy three million people were tricked into voting for this guy and still believe. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're it's not like they're gonna go poof overnight, you know. It's not like when Arya stabbed the Night King and everyone just kind of explodes. Like it's like <laughs> exactly. it's like they're still, you know, that's still like I love are, references. Are and, exactly. It's not like yeah. that. You and can't just act go, like Yeah, oh it's everything's okay now. It's not yes. like that. And he's he's the not gonna go quietly. He's gonna start his own media network, right. he's gonna yeah. you know no, it's it's not over now, you know. Yes. Like can we continue to um run through the finish line? I think um yeah, it's uh, on the one hand, exactly, like every tweet has to have the word Trump in it. That needs to stop. Yeah. Right. And ev- everything yeah. having to be about that. I hate that. Yeah. Um and but um so I'm looking forward to that ending. But yeah, I think, you know, it's going to be fine. The battle people on Twitter, they still got their armor on. It's going to, yeah. you know, you're not going to give up. Zach, when are you, you're, ne- you're never going to stop. You've been there the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I hopefully can talk about other things. Hopefully lean more Apple TV remote unless, you know, <laughs> there's fascism coming to my Saving the world. Yeah. But why? We need you. You're Superman. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's even... Even once he once his like heart explodes from snorting Adderall, like hit like Trumpism isn't <laughs> going away. Like a QAnon exactly. supporters in the in Congress now, and like you know you, he just drove people into a fury. So yeah, I just I just feel like what 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 does the left have? They have MSNBC uh, up against OAN, a Newsmax, Fox News, a Sinclair, right wing talk radio, Infowars. You yeah. know what I mean? And they they never take a play off, <laughs> and <laughs> and we have we have Chuck Todd, and um, yeah. I just feel like it's a bit worrying. Exactly, it's like in a Star Wars movie. They're like, "Yay, we blew up the Death Star!" Okay, let's all go back to our home planets. Everything will be fine now. Um, yeah, yeah. Because you're also going to have a lot of people inspired by him to you know run in twenty. 20- what 2022 and 24 and it's just yes. it's never gonna end your madison cawthorns your 
your um Tom Cotton's. Yeah. Hopefully it fizzles your, though. I mean, if it can Your like... Price Madison's. I just made up the last one, but <laughs> it sounded real. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I do feel like my mind is a bit broken from Doom Scrolling Twitter the last four years. Mm. How do I stop doing that? Please. <laughs> Please help me. I'm addicted. I don't think you do. I mean, I'm in the same boat. It's like you're asking a heroin addict how to quit heroin. It's also ruined my life. <laughs> I also read. Okay, I read that you have diagrams and story math for different mediums. That sounds really useful. Um, oh wow! Yeah, you found a deep I, cut. Can I have them? <laughs> well, I, I come from like that a very sciencey background, so I love yeah. like formulas and. Not not writing things that are formulaic, but like finding just like you know structure. Like I love story structure and math, yeah. story math, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to get up on your level someday, so you know. <laughs> but it's hard. So, got any uh, big plans for Thanksgiving or the holidays? Uh, I aggressively have no plans. For okay, that. that good. That was a test. That was yeah. a COVID test. The CDC thanks you. Yes. Um, I, there's going to be so uh, well. We have to get into it. But I'm I'm always happy when people don't have plans for this. Have you thought about getting one of those ring lights and doing those front facing videos? <laughs> I really do. I'm honestly <laughs> curious because everybody's doing that. And you know, are they really? Oh, holy shit! Yeah, I, where have you been? It's a Not huge yet. format. I can't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I just you you would dominate. Oh, that's very nice. I don't know if I have a front face. I don't know if I have a face for front facing camera. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I've got a face. You're for very handsome, Zach. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I think those would be fun. It's also just, it's, it's a lot of, I don't know. Bess yeah, is do doing them. I saw, I saw Bess is doing them. Jesse McLaren got one. Everybody's oh, doing so funny. it. Yes. Everybody's doing it. Come on, Zach. You'd be so cool. Ah, <laughs> oh, all right, it's, fine. You'll get like hundred thousand followers in a week. It's really God weird. It. You have all these huge tweets, but it doesn't necessarily translate into tons of followers. But people get put out these videos, and they're just racking them up. I, I tell you, yeah, it is weird. I, I've I've had some. It's funny you say that because I couldn't figure out if I was doing something wrong. Because I have, I would have tweets that would get. I would look at it, it would have like, uh, cause you can look at like the stats of a tweet and it would say like, yeah. you know, 20 million impressions and you got four <laughs> it's followers. <fucking> <laughs> like, okay. It's so, it's so <laughs> fucked up because it's like, what can they get? They can't get anywhere else. They're like, Oh, that's any random person's tweeting of brilliant thought. Cool. But, but then they, they fall in love with you. Now they have mm. to follow you. Mm. You're very handsome, yeah. Zach. Everybody's going to oh, love you. Get out okay. of here. Come on. Get out of here. God has a crush. What are you most looking forward to doing after everyone gets the COVID vaccine? Oh, my God. Just like, I mean, seeing my family would be nice, but also just like doing like petty things. Like I want to like go to a shitty restaurant with a few friends or like I want to go get like go to Target or like I just want to do like normal human things again. Oh, yeah. Well, I really hope that um, everybody out there is doing everything they can to be safe and and makes it to the vaccine. You're so close. Hang on. Um, it's I like hope a so. it's like a disaster movie. You're just hold on a few more months. Yeah, you don't want to be, be that rough. person that dies on the last day before the vaccine comes out. <laughs> the next day, right? Okay. Yeah. So um, I've only got one question left. What What did you learn today? 
Burn, you guys are, are fun, nice people to hang out with. Oh, fantastic. Isn't this great? This is the real story. It's the friends we made along the way. Yeah. <laughs> and that God thinks you're really cute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to big him up so that he can get out there. You got to get out there. Is God my Jewish mother? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for. So thanks, Zach. That was wonderful. Um, care to stick around for the Me Damn News? Yeah, yeah. You Thanks for having me. It's very, very nice, you guys. I appreciate it. And thanks, everyone, for listening. All right. All right. We'll be right back after Moses' Word of the Week. Okay, so the word of the week is uh, plots. Um, it basically means like, uh, you know, fizzle out. It conveys a sense of completely collapsing, that kind of thing, fizzling out. There is a ex- couple of examples. Uh, the news of Trump's defeat was so wonderful. I almost plotted when I heard it. <laughs> but he, he, here's what I like about this. I, I, I looked it up and there's, there's an example from Google and here it is. It's so random. It says, mom's about to plot, and I really don't need to hear any more about how you're abandoning them. <laughs> that, no, that's it. That's, that's the, uh, the example sentence. It, okay. I, I'm sure there's a backstory, and I'm, it, it just sounds so depressing. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's like the beginning of a really horrible argument, but that's the... <laughs> Which that's is an essential part of using plots. <laughs> right, yeah. But some unexplainable Some thing children that, are yeah. going to be abandoned. And and that's uh, has to do with this is plots. a big one. I remember hearing Krusty the Clown say this on The Simpsons. Really? <laughs> yes, I think it was used like some like I when I got Zach Bornstein on the show, I plotsed ah. like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, and then you abandon your children, I guess, because and then I abandon my children. Don't ask. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Moses. Um, I love that word, and I'm going to be using it a lot more. Yes. All right, it's time for the goddamn news. Ted Cruz called fellow senator a complete asshole for asking Senate speakers to wear masks. Really? He, yeah, some of these people, and he also called it idiotic. <laughs> he, sorry, he didn't say asshole. My apologies. He just said complete ass. Oh, really? I just want to make oh, okay. sure we're uh, getting yeah. it right. Yeah, yeah. But then meanwhile, 87-year-old Chuck Grassley of Iowa tested positive for COVID-19. So oh, I yeah. How it started, how it's going. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. No. But, you know, he does have the power of money and whiteness to right. protect him, right? Right. They get the special drugs. They only give to the they live motherfuckers. So yeah. um, I think we can all agree Ted Cruz is a complete ass. Yes. Like, how does this keep happening? It's like it's like Sideshow Bob stepping on rakes just over yeah. and over again. I'm more concerned about the beard that he tried to grow because he's sticking with it. <laughs> it it's pretty rough to look it's at. Really, yeah. It's really difficult Excellent to look point. at. Excellent point. It's really well, difficult. What do you make of all this, Zach? I think people should wear masks. Yes. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> that I think is that it. They're, they're genocidal maniacs for having, like, for telling people not to. 
So yeah, like what are they getting out of it? I don't understand. That's what I don't understand. At least with like, so for example, like with with when there's a school shooting, you have the people who deny that the guns are the problem. But that like, you know, these are absolute heinous fuckers. But I can at least understand it because they're getting money from the gun lobby. But what are the anti-maskers like? What are they getting out of it? They're just getting death. They're it's like, like they, nothing. They, they don't want to be told what to do. That, it, isn't that what it comes down to? They're scoring to kind of? points it's, with their base. They're it's more about even, points. Yeah, exactly. Even if they even if they know that it's not true, it's like you can't tell me what to do. And all these people out there love, you know, they want. The I photos. think it's a battle to inherit Trump's cult. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All the worst offender. All the worst offenders are former presidential candidates. Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio. They all still have aspirations. Mm-hmm. Right. And but yeah, they're fucking horrible people, and um, it's really it's just it's really insane. Chuck Grassley, hope you feel better. Thoughts and prayers. Let's get to the next story of idiocy. Speaking of people who are in denial, a pastor who said he can't get COVID says he tested positive for COVID. I feel like we've had this story a hundred times it, this year, yeah. Jesus. Yes, let's play a little. This game is another of how, pastor. Yeah, how it started. How it's going. So let's listen to this video. Here's how it started. I don't have the coronavirus. I'm not going to get the coronavirus. I'm not going to give anybody the coronavirus because I can't get it because mm-hmm. I've talked to God about it and I've taken my vaccine and my no, vaccine is Psalm 91. Liar. I am free from that mess. Bullshit. <laughs> no, you're not. And here is how it's going. Um, I want to say that I've been out for the last several weeks. A couple of weeks I was out because uh, I was speaking Just somewhere the else. And the last week I was out because I was tested positive for COVID-19. So, oh, I- <laughs> no way. Low energy yeah. Hitler. Low he energy also Hitler. he also infected his wife. Oh, wow. wow. Remarkably different tone. Yes, very um, much so. <laughs> at least, at least, at least. You got to give him that. The change in tone just comes from embarrassment. I mean, <laughs> these videos yeah. aren't going away. He thought he thought you were going to save them, and you didn't. Yeah, I mean, but these people, they many of them don't even have the shame to, like, change their attitude. So you got to yeah. take the small wins where you can get them. I know it's a low bar, but for fuck's <laughs> <Yeah>. sake, <laughs> you have Republicans out here impersonating black gay men. And then they get caught. They're like, what are you What are you doing bringing that up? Uh-huh. How dare you? The Georgia Secretary of State says Lindsey Graham wanted him to toss legal ballots. Lindsey Graham has uh, been trying to back Trump up, and he's, he's trying to throw away legal ballots in Georgia because it's so yeah. embarrassing that Trump lost Georgia. This is horrible. Yeah. Uh, what's to be done about Lindsey Graham, gang? I mean, besides hell. What can you do? He was uh, voted back in. I mean, I, you know, hopefully and the runoffs in Georgia will go well and he'll have less of a voice. I don't know. I don't know what you do with him. I think there needs to definitely be like an investigation, right? He, yeah. um, I heard that he could be expelled from the Senate. Uh, um, I mean, uh, you hear about, you know, I you guess need two of thirds of the Senate. You need two thirds of the Senate to do that. Just from the so, past four years, it's never gonna gone happen. through. It's like, oh, you know, we're going to investigate. You've done so many of the it's just nothing. Makes they should convince they should convince him to go up to like the space station okay. on, a special, on a special mission and then just <laughs> launch him into the sun. Ah. <laughs> 
These are God level ideas. <laughs> what do you think, Zach? What's what's to be done about Lindsey Graham? Should we should re- people really be fist bumping him? I think he should be in prison. I mean, he committed yeah. a felony. Yeah. He got caught. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he's just like it's like if anyone committed a crime, they should be tried for the crime. Yeah, that's that would be um, law law and order, all caps. Yeah, I know that's not the funniest take. But. No, I you don't need to be funny. I um. I do I do want to say that I, I did see a video. I don't know if everybody else here saw it. It was of, prepare yourselves, Kamala Harris on the Senate floor extended a fist bump yeah. to Lindsey Graham. I saw that. You saw that. Did you see that, yeah. Zach? Yeah. I mean, this person's like actively trying to undermine democracy and prevent her from becoming the vice president. It's she an interesting, like- yeah, I... I what what must be going through her mind to do uh, that? I yeah. don't know, um, but it's not a good look. No, and um, I know there's people that are like, "How dare you criticize already?" But uh, this is not. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, it makes me feel like it's all like a uh, the theatrics. Like they yes. know they're gonna come around, but it's like too too many. Like people will still die because of all this. Like there'll be violence. There'll be more COVID stuff. This toxic optimism. Like oh, we can all work together. No, <laughs> it's no. it's win or or don't win because they're just gonna do their obstructionism shit anyway. It's. It's really fucking weird, and a lot of people were saying this quote from George Carlin, like, it's a big club and you're not in it. And it, it's it's easy to understand how they could feel that way. Next story, Jesus. Yeah, an angry mom scolds a teacher for third grade election worksheet declaring Joe Biden the winner in a viral video. Holy shit. I'm, I'm not okay with that. So if you want to talk to them, it shouldn't just be to Anthony. The entire class should have this done again, and and X's should be put, or different colors should be put on the homework or a new sheet, and let them understand what the process is. I'm not the only parent who thinks this. I'm just the only parent who's not scared to get stand up and say something. That's the teacher. <laughs> so you're just going to talk to Anthony. This assignment's not going to get redone and have everybody understand that we have six states at this point. There were seven when this assignment was done. There's six that are still in litigation and why. Wow. Even if you don't go into that wow. kind of detail for third graders to explain to them, you, you can't. This answer, who won the election, should have been no. The answer was nobody. That was the answer, nobody. Not Joe Biden. Not the, it was nobody. It should not just be told to my son. That's what the entire school system should be teaching. If you're going to address this, either don't address it or address it properly. There's no. There's Bullshit. no. Well, there is gray area. There's six of them. It's not gray. It's over. You lost. So I am bringing this up. I'm not done. You are done. I am upset about this because you're li- you literally, whether you say that you said it, you lost. Rock. The homework that he brought home says completely opposite. You, if you did talk to them about that, that's not what you told him to call her in. He told me you went up to there and put up a map. I went and put up a map. I didn't go to Google. 
uh, I went to the National Archives and then I also went to OAN and it had exactly what we can and I have been talking about. <laughs> oh, right. so OAN. There we go. Why is this not what she showed me? And I was like, where did she go? Well, he went to Google. Uh, well, there you go. Wow. <laughs> I oh, went to OAN. That poor that, teacher. Was that a real thing or was that a sketch by um, Blair Erskine? <laughs> she did make fun of this, I saw, but she did? this oh, is yeah. real. Yeah. Wow. And and I I wanted to say that the whoever's recording her saying that is just holding up the child's homework in front of the yeah. camera the whole time which shows the electoral map and it just says the winner of the presidential presidential election with 306 votes was Joe Biden. <laughs> they have to fill that in and then loser with 232 is Donald Trump. Wow. And it's just like a child's worksheet. Yeah. And it's clear as day. 306 is bigger than 232. And it's just, it's just, it just can't accept reality. <laughs> I noticed all the swing states are crossed out. Did you notice that? The ones that are in. <laughs> no. <laughs> These people are losing their minds. Arizona, Nevada, Nevada, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, all crossed out because the parent was teaching young Anthony that those states have gone to Trump. <laughs> I went to National Archives and I went to OAN and they said it's still a gray area. It's still six toss-up states, you know, 80,000 votes in Pennsylvania or whatever, but they, you know, it's still close. It could, it could swing. All you have to do is throw out all the votes from black people is literally their only argument left that they're actually making. Wow. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. They tried to throw out all the votes from Detroit. Hmm. Why? Why did they try to do that? Seems a little racist. Yeah. Once again, it's no surprise that they're fucking bastards. Let's get to yeah. the next uh, illustration of their assholishness. Yeah. Their leader, Trump, he decided to fire cybersecurity director for saying... The election was secure. We mentioned this on a previous episode. The director of cybersecurity and infrastructure security said the other day. Yeah, we day just that talked this, about this. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said it was the most secure election in history. Donald must be listening to this podcast now that Mary was on. <laughs> that explains He's it. He's listening. Yeah. I saw a suspicious patron sign up the other day. You know? <laughs> yep, that was definitely him. Definitely him. I mean, it's been good, uh, f forever now. If you disagree with Donald, you're fired. I mean, it's just it, it doesn't matter where you are or how important your job is. It's just yeah. He's just yeah. Listen to this headline: Trump fires cybersecurity director for saying the election was secure. Yeah. The, I mean, just back up. This reads like an Onion headline, and yet it's not surprising at all. Because of all the previous stories and things that you've seen him do. Okay, right. but this should be, this this is pure authoritarianism. Yeah. It's the Ku Klux Klan. I'm sorry, I fucked that up. It's the Ku Klux Klan. That's, that's the <laughs> meme I saw. Ku Klux. What else is he going to do? What else is he going to do before this is all over? Well, he's inviting, I saw, uh, electors from Michigan to come to the White House. He's going to oh try God. to convince them to- Oh, my- not vote in Biden, oh which doesn't my even make sense to me because he doesn't only need Michigan in order to win the election. <laughs> He's just desperately trying to get any win, any publicity, any little morsel of hope for yeah. his batshit insane cult followers to yeah. 
you know, just keep, have a little bit of hope. It's a gray area. I saw an OAN and I'm going to keep donating to Trump, even though all of the money that they donate is going straight into their pockets. It's not going to anything to help with any of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this behavior is dangerous on multiple levels. One of the reasons is that Biden's COVID advisors say the transition delay hurts pandemic prep beyond vaccines. Right. They need to get ready to take over the White House, and yeah. Trump is refusing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The blocking of the transition team could delay the release of the vaccine to the U.S. public by months. Yeah. Leading to how many more deaths? I don't know. I guess that would take doing some math. He's just lighting right? so many fires on the way out. It's just Yeah, like how many months is it going to take? Uh, two? I think I heard two. Yeah. Two months. Well, that is uh, so infuriating. It's time for our new commandment of the week. shalt learn why math and science are important. This one goes out to the anti-science, anti-counting morons of the world. Science is important, okay? I don't know how to explain this any further to you, but let's try this. Google search the phrase, why science is important, you blithering idiots. Science is valued by society because the application of scientific knowledge helps to satisfy many basic human needs and improve living standards. Finding a cure for cancer and a clean form of energy are just two topical examples. Science is not about proving the non-existence of God. It's about providing a solid basis on factual, repeatable, measurable, and determinable results. Science provides you with a logical, factual, and generally rational explanation of the world around you. Why would anyone hate science? Have you all been listening to some illogical, irrational liar? Hmm? <laughs> and what's with this Hating counting and math all of a sudden. Math is important too. Numbers matter, motherfucker. You can use it to, like, predict the future. Like, uh, let's do the math on the uh, U.S. COVID deaths, okay? And see where it's going. Hmm, let's see here. <laughs> 250,000 dead Americans. 410,000 predicted by January. Let's see, 410,000 minus 250,000 equals 160,000 more dead Americans in two months. So that's 80,000 dead Americans per month. Right, right. So let's work on the time factor. Biden becomes president of the January 20th inauguration. By best estimates, the COVID vaccine won't be distributed currently to the American public until June. June at the earliest. So, uh, that's, let's see, between June and January, that's five months. Five months at your current rate of death. That's very conservative, by the way. Is 80,000 dead Americans per month mean an additional 400,000 dead Americans for a total of 800,000 by June of 2021? But wait, there's more! Thanks to Trump's refusing to allow a transition to take place, it could add an additional two months, like we discussed 
an additional two months delay to the vaccine release to the U.S. public. So that's two months times 80,000 more dead Americans for a total of 160,000 more dead Americans on the altar of Trump's stupidity. We'll add that number to the already estimated 800,000 dead Americans by June, and so it looks like uh, 960,000 dead Americans by August of 2021 when the vaccine starts being widely spread to all Americans. So, oh, oh, you know what? I forgot to carry the Florida. So we'll round that number up to an even 1 million dead Americans because you're insane morons who can't accept that you lost. I swear to me. You're going to burn in hell for this shit. The Lord has spoken. Help us spread the word about the God Pod. Tell a friend about the show today. Thanks, humans. Glory, glory, hallelujah.